<laughs> Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where we look to empower and encourage real conversation amongst men everywhere by unpacking topics on self-help, philosophy, and business. So if this couldn't get any worse, we're going to dig very deep into philosophy right now. So today... You someone. No, I said mine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, I missed it then. Glitch in the system. <laughs> oh, I, I missed it too. <laughs> that black cat. Okay. Well, I apologise for the feedback in the last 45 seconds. Welcome to the show. Uh, today we started? We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we've started, mate. We've well, well and truly started. Shall we start again? No. No, we're not starting again. So today we're going to start by delving deep into philosophy. Um, thanks, Mike. Mm-hmm. So we're going to unpack the question, are we living in a simulation? And then we're going to lighten things up <laughs> by <laughs> maybe, discussing maybe. how you can write your own eulogy and live your best life. Conrad? I didn't think you were going to introduce that because I didn't know whether we were going to get the time to do that. We're going to get the time to do that. Okay. Cool. Mike, over to you. What about whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, uh, <clears throat> drink today. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it, we, this it was is, this bought from the Salvation Army. It was. Actually, I didn't buy it. It was a gift. It's a gift because it was a rebought drink. <laughs> okay. So. Andrew listens to this when he does the category. Andrew's going to love, love you. Andrew's Andrew, going to love, love you. Thanks so, for buying the drink from Salvation Army. I'm not sure he's done that, but if he did, that would have been um, quite all right because it was a gift from Andrew Murphy, a good friend of ours. And um, I don't really mind where, where he got it from, whether he was given it as a gift or whether he bought it from the Salvation Army, which last I checked, I don't think they sell alcohol, but uh, you never know. Hey, they need to probably look at their range then. They probably do. <laughs> anyway, guys, you already have a drink out, which is why I forgot about what we were doing here. And uh, so we're drinking today uh, Monkey Shoulder. It's a batch 27 smooth and rich uh, blended malt scotch whiskey. Ooh. I brought it in for two reasons. Uh, actually, three, if you ask Conrad, because I was cheaping out because the <laughs> bottle had had a drink out of... <laughs> there was about 12 mils missing. Let's, let's the, not ask me then. 12 mils missing from the top of the bottle. But I brought it in for two reasons. One is it was a gift from Andrew Murphy, um, who just was wanting to say thank you for... Uh, I guess, our relationship that we have and we work together and, and the last couple of years we've done a lot of business and, and a lot of great things together and he wanted to say thank you. But the other reason is I'm going to a whiskey night tonight and mm. it seemed like a good place to start into having a whiskey. So this is his favourite drink Where's and he decided to share a bottle. I don't know that answer. And the funny thing is that it, I, I came across this drink when I was in Malaysia back in 2016, Monkey Shoulder, and I thought it was actually quite a funny name, the... The Yugoslav team was drinking it, celebrating someone's birthday. Around this time, two years ago. Crazy. Great bottle. I love the, the monkeys. Chimps. Does anybody desire ice? With kind of funny, right? You're, talking about... You all did have ice. Talking about, <laughs> talking about simulation it's, it's and down. having monkeys. Cheers. We're all chimps anyway. Cheers. So cheers. Be careful, you can break those glasses. They're, they're, they're secondhand as well. That was probably... Um, Probably one of the best introductions we've ever had into the show. That's brilliant. So, <laughs> let's just record that every show. This changed the bits out. Yeah, that is exactly. uh, that's beautiful. It is. It is nice, isn't it? It is. Yeah, uh, it is smooth, shot. as they say. Very smooth. This is going to be. Let's dig in, Mike. I was going to say it's going to be an interesting one. Simulation theories, whiskey. Just need to produce a spliff now, and we've got the Joe Rogan podcast on. <laughs> <laughs> and Elon Musk is Elon Musk in the house? We might run that in your office next time. <laughs> yeah, it is illegal in WA though, so we obviously would not be doing that. Um, yeah, we don't do drugs on this show. 
just, just alcohol. Fucking, <laughs> okay, you're gonna get shut down. We haven't even fucking got paid. So the, the one, okay, the one part of science, I suppose, that still is a complete mystery is the conscience. Like, what, what is it that is in our head that is creating what we see? Um, and you know, over time, philosophers have pondered this question and it would, there's actually a, a reference back to episode 24 here which was um, Plato's allegory of the cave where Plato um, thought that people were really just seeing shadows on the wall so existence wasn't real there were there were there were so th this sort of the simulation theory argument has been around for a long time um, as I said, from Plato and his allegory of the cave. So if you refer back to episode 24, go and have a listen to that and work out what's going on there. Um, through to Rene Descartes as well, who is a, a French philosopher, I think around about the 1600s, who questioned everything around him. I've got a quote from him, which is, I suppose, therefore, that all things I see are illusions. I believe that nothing has ever existed of everything my lying memory tells me. I think I have no senses. I believe that body, shape, extension, motion, location are functions. What is there then that can be taken as true? Perhaps only this one thing, that nothing at all is certain. So philosophers throughout time, and I think mankind has always questioned reality. What, what is it that we're seeing? Um, and of course, the modern day philosophers, the Wachowski brothers, from the late 19, late 1900s. Well, the, well, actually, it is the late 1900s. 1996, I think they were. But they're not brothers anymore, bro. Oh, really? They've had a sex change. They're both now sisters. Really? True story. Really? I didn't know that. True story. Are you sure? I'm gonna, I will note that one down to check. Feel free to test my facts. <laughs> I'll well, have the a half drunk. The Wachowski sisters um, released The Matrix in about 1996. And. That was, I think, one of the first sort of major um, delves into the simulation theory that, that so the, the main population has sort of delved into, and it blew a few people's minds, and is obviously is one of the most amazing movies of all time. And I have a quote from our friend Morpheus um, from The Matrix. What is real? How do you define real? If you're talking about what you can feel, what you can smell, what you can taste and see then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain. So I've, over the last few years, delved deeper into philosophy, and these are the sort of things that really excite me, and I love putting myself on a, not, a, not putting myself on a different level, but thinking harder about these sort of things because it opens up your eyes to lots of different ideas that you may normally not just be looking at the cave and seeing the shadows, like looking a little bit um, outside the box to to get a little bit of inspiration or just to let the brain run free a little bit. And I don't know when I found this paper by a gentleman, I think he's um, Swedish, he's from Scandinavia, um, Nick Bostrom, who wrote a paper in 2003 called Are We Living in a Simulation? And the sort of premise for the paper is that technology somewhere down the track for, for humans is going to get to the stage that the computing power will be enough to create a simulation of life and consciousness. And I actually just wanted to quickly bring JB in on this one. Because now, you're, you're, I mean, you're obviously not creating full computer simulations for, for humankind, but you're in the, the virtual reality game, I suppose. 
And I'd ask you the, ask you the question, with the, the rate of technology changing, um, can you see or foresee in the future that they do get to a stage where virtual reality simulations could mimic <clears throat> what, what we see now as consciousness for humans? Or like, I mean, over the last hundred years, how it's changed? I guess we're going to start here. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we my business is essentially creating virtual worlds. Yep. So, you know, the purpose of our business is actually to visually connect people to the unbuilt. And that's essentially what we do. And the computing power is evolving. And I'm, I've seen some stuff which is really fascinating around, uh, I guess, more from the technical aspect of real-time rendering and um, AI and uh, these other elements. But... I guess, I mean, we should touch um, that paper that, that we read. I mean, there was, there was three scenarios yeah, that, that, as well, um, which is, you might get there. I mean, in short, to simply answer the question from... And we're not talking I, just in 20 years, but I mean, we've... Like, no. Earth has been around for, or universe has been around for 13 I think the years. possibility of it from a technical uh, standpoint is, is possible. Yeah more from a hardware perspective from a software perspective humans currently or even in the future are not capable of creating the algorithms or the the system to support if this was an actual computer program yeah. where we are right now it's 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 impossible to conceive that it was by human to the nth degree but the software the component um, it would have to be constructed or exponential by an AI itself, in, in my view. Well, he delves quite deep into that in the paper where he yeah. talks about the algorithms, or sorry, computer power, and he projects that into the future currently based on what we've kind of got and yeah. says that it is feasible that this could happen. Because the simple stuff that we do, which I guess um, and even then, the amount of human input, the limitation is the input and, and the aspects it have humans phys, uh, currently with obviously definitely not currently but say in 10,000 years in like I mean we're talking the rate of technology oh, possibly changes. but I mean you never know right um, but this is this is the sort of whole premise of the argument is that it is you know maybe possible virtual reality uh, well in the short term within the next 10 to 15 years there will be virtual worlds that people will interact and um, that is a definite. Okay, so what about in 10,000 years, in 20,000 years? Yeah, sure. Because that's what he's looking at. He's not looking at sort of short-term <laughs> stuff. He's looking at the possibility that a million years from now that an intelligence has got to a stage where it can re recreate yep. a virtual world. Sure. Okay. Um, but... Of, of course it's plausible. I mean, it's plausible. That's the kind of whole... But it would be... It would be from what my current understanding and knowledge, and only from the, the short um, time that's been on it, it would only seem feasible by an AI. But yeah, that's, okay, what, that's but what Musk said as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Musk, like, Musk agrees with okay, that. Let's because bring that back the, then. So the human brain can't do that. Can't, a single human does not have the intellectual capacity, um, even, in, in maybe, even in genetic evolution, um, I mean, I'm no scientist and no authority in this, um, but our brain capacity cannot, will not 
outbeat it once the AI starts to take off in the right. next 10 to 20 but years. But I think what, he, he probably bases some of the argument on that, that we'd create AI that can maybe do this sort of thing. Create an AI. Well, you're making the assumption that AI doesn't take over and start doing things. And this is what Elon Musk is talking about yeah. in relation to, well, how do you get the human to regulate the AI when the AI is actually smarter than the human? Yeah. And that's and that's the problem. That's that's the 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 quantum issue that they're having. Yeah. Is where do you where are the controls, checks and breaks, and yeah. all that stuff? So I mean, that initial question was just just to get an answer: is it is it going to be may, maybe feasible that it could happen in the future? Because that's what the whole paper well, is based on. The short answer is yes, and even in the short term, like you will be putting headsets on, and that will become the norm. Or contact lenses, or whatever. Well, that's, ha- whatever. that's happening with Facebook stuff right now. Yeah. It, so and it'll become the norm. So the argument goes then, if that is the case, if we use that I mean, as we like, could, Yeah, we can already recreate apartments and buildings yeah, and stuff. Yeah, blank canvas, by the way. That's right. <laughs> so the, the premise is there's then three things that it could possibly be. Um, the following propositions uh, Nick Bostrom puts out there based on that fact that it is possible in the future, be it 10,000, 1,000, 100 years in the future, that it will be possible to create a simulation. Number one, that the human species is very likely to go extinct before we actually reach that level of, of power. Number two... Um, that, that, one, that one I actually disagree with to a point. I believe... It's it, very, very plausible that we would... That's very plausible, yeah. but, I, but we're also... I mean, based on some stuff that I've been reading, and, and, and this goes back to the, the book that we discussed yesterday, the origin book that Dan, Dan Brown recently released... Um, it, you know, the, there's a part in that book where he, where he talks about at the moment that the next evolution actually exists, and it is AI, it's computers, robotics, yeah. right? It's and it's the first time in the history of the of the world where two species, dominant species, have, have existed because it's taken it's taken the the um, extinction of one to see birth of the other. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, that's interesting. I hadn't looked at, at it in that. So, so right now you've got two what we call species acting out as one right now or in one space yeah. for the first time in history. Now, uh, Elon Musk touched on the fact that we ourselves are cyborgs yeah, with, with, with the extension of the, yeah. of, the, of the mobile phone. Yeah, and, and he's got that new company which he's starting up and recruiting within Neuralink yeah. where he's believing that the technology he is going to try to establish yeah. is going to allow us to keep pace with AI. Now, what yeah. we don't understand, because we as human beings are living older, right? Yeah. Over history time, we, are, we have gotten to Definitely, yeah. We are living older. So it's completely plausible that in the future we could, out, we could live longer without necessarily being coming to an extinct, extinction. Yeah, but extinction could be a meteor hitting the planet or some natural disaster that wipes us out completely or, or disease or whatever it is. Okay. Um, but that would, that, I would then presume that that's going to take out technology one. Exactly. So that's the argument, is that the human species is likely to go extinct before we even reach that post-human stage where we can create the, the simulation. Number two is that any post-human civilization is extremely unlikely to run a significant number of the simulations of their evolutionary history for various reasons, ethical, moral. Um, they just are bored and they don't, don't want to do it. Like they just, They're just not going to run the simulation because of a factor. Yeah. A good way to put that into perspective is if we look at something that's truly insu- uh, inferior to us. Like The assumption here is that these um, post-humans are significantly superior More to evolved, us. Like not yeah. just an evolution, yeah. like a... 1.1 like that 10x um what we are a bit like conrad 
That's true. Conrad's like 90% of the way there. <laughs> um, if you look at, like, it's like us modeling ants, for example. Like, why would they even bother, like, with yeah. it? This is sort of. What are you going to get from it? It's not important. It's just so inferior that it's just not worthwhile. That's kind of the, uh, the argument behind point two. Yeah. And obviously, point three, which is the, the good one, yeah, the beefy one, I think so. is that we are currently living in a simulation. Because the, if it's plausible for that to happen in the future, it is most likely that we will be living in a simula- simulation right now. Because to create a simulated universe, you know, he talks about this in the paper, that there'd have to be seven billion separate simulations all running at the one time if it was going to be individual simulations for, for the whole population of the planet which kind of creates that multiverse thought as well, like there's other things running at the same time. And quantum quantum physics talks about this sort of similarity between two two different, like I think they're, they're looking at like the, is it the, what's the quantum, is it proton or not? Oh, like the Higgs like boson? Yeah, the Higgs boson, yeah. they, they replicate each other in, in miles apart they can still replicate each other the movement of one will be replicated with the movement of the other so the, this multiverse sort of um, idea so I suppose that what I wanted to do what I love with this is that when you initially say the possibility is that we're living in a simulation it's like it's ridiculous like you think that's just a st- stupid question it's like the bloody flat earthers who are <laughs> stupid by the way um, they still exist buddy <laughs> they, they and do. they might be all in Not India my simulation they won't um <laughs> But then when, when you actually put down the arguments and sort of mathematically lay it out, it's like, shit, it is actually possible. And what I love about it is it opens up your, like the Descartes and the Plato's, it opens up your ideas of what perception is, I suppose. And that's a really good, I think, a really good and deep thing for a human to think about is what, what it is that we're really seeing. Because what we're seeing anyway is just electrons and light and it's our brain con- interpreting whatever's happening, the energy that's in front of us anyway. So we're already kind of in a simulation naturally or universally. Why is it? Why? Why what? Is it a good thing to... Think about it. I don't I'll know. It I'll opens up it. your eyes to lots of things. It makes you look at things slightly differently. Doesn't yeah. it? Like even just thinking about it, it makes you, your, your perception shift slightly. So, okay, fine. Let, let's indulge this one, right? Yep. So if it, if it does make you look at something differently, mm-hmm. is it differently enough to take any different action? Maybe. Well, It's going to be up to the individual. Yes, for me, yeah. It's, well, I, I just think any, any different perception of something yeah. is going to put you into a different... So, you, so, so you're, of, you're of the opinion that there could be a matrix going on at the moment? Yes. And so what have you done differently to someone that doesn't? That's a good question. Um, so you have a, you have a you have, you have, you have a different thought, okay? And and you paused when I asked about what differences you're doing. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's yeah, that's a, an interesting question. I mean, I'm number one thinking about it, so I'm using my brain a little bit. more. So you've you've acquired knowledge. Yep. And you're doing nothing with it. I'll let Can I rewind? Think. You said you you do think we're currently in a simulation. Yeah, it did. Well, yeah. based on just, I I believe we are in some construct. I, I to, to me it makes sense. To me that makes sense. But I know what I do differently to most people. Which is, I take massive action with things that I fucking believe need to be taken action with. 
I don't tell fucking stories that well, aren't true. My, my journey to philosophy and thinking, and, and which is, this is philosophy, this is putting your brain and perception into a different realm, has yeah. changed the way I think and act. So what what are you doing differently? That that because this is a big thing, right? Yeah. And I you know and I'm happy to play in this space, but if this is a big thing that you're prepared to say you believe, what is it that you're doing differently with this compared to somebody that doesn't believe? I don't know, certain actions during the day. I mean, I don't know. Like what? I don't know, Conrad. What the way you think uh, should should drive the way you act? Yeah. Okay. Because what if? All right, tomorrow we find out. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going on Conrad. Oh, wait, wait, let's not all turn to me. I'm, I'm <laughs> Conrad <laughs> said he, he, he agreed. So let's, I agree with yeah. him. So I want to know what you're doing differently. Because so I would argue that you might have well, the I'm, I'm the looking knowledge. at situations with humans differently, okay? yeah. with interactions with my children. Like um, How differently? Let's, let's define this. Because well, well, this is what's going to be plausible to somebody on the other end, right? Yeah. Well, the other thing is, I was going to oh, go. So I'm, I'm prepared to go with you guys in this one because this actually this actually comes back to the experiment I wanted to do f- quite funnily, all right? But we don't have the camera set up for me to show you. Well, an interesting way it does actually delve into the eulogy element too. It does. My question is like, all right, say we're in a simulation and you find out tomorrow Morpheus approaches you, red pill, blue pill, mm-hmm. um, and you, it is a, it's a simulation. Mm-hmm. Then what? Yeah. You fucking enjoy it because uh, if if it is, then I can guarantee you. I said I want that adventure. Throw me in that experience. Let's fucking go for that for a few decades. Sure, but but it's quite funny because when I bring it back to the Matrix, right? And when Neo died at the end of the Matrix, the only thing that resussed him within the Matrix was love. All right, the only thing that, he was dead. Right, it was said before he went. What if you die in the Matrix? You die outside of the matrix because the brain can't exist without the body or the body can't exist without the brain. Yeah. Mm. But he died and was resuscitated by love. Yep. So when I say I do things differently, I, I honestly look at love and I try to come from a place of love in every situation. Yep. Because Cause that's the only way to live. Well, because the interesting thing, I was thinking about this when we were watching it. If, if we are in a simulation... Mm-hmm. They've only given a like if you think about controls and you think about the hack codes or cheats or the the rules of the game. Whoever created the simulator only gave us really one thing or, or two things to play with, and that is a decision and action. Yeah. When you strip everything yeah. away, we only have two buttons. Yeah. yeah. Decision and action, and and so even if it was a simulation, you find out tomorrow, and I guess it comes back to the point: why, like. What does this change? Well, it the perspective. doesn't actually change anything. In so what's because you you are it's like Rennie. Rennie so what's Descartes the point said, in indulging in? Well, to the depth activate of the it. brain, to get get your brain moving, thinking about different different realms. I mean, maybe actually probably for what, but, but really for, what, for what reason? For for relaxation? No, just to activate my brain to keep it moving. You know, <laughs> getting older. <laughs> um, and actually, I use it more as a. As a spiritual thing as well. Good, yeah. Because, I like it. Now we're playing. Let's because, go. Because um, I'm not a religious person. I'm not an atheist. No, but you have, you are a spiritual person. I believe person. in something different. Yep. And maybe this gives me a little answer to what that difference might be. I suppose. But but is 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 then spirituality is? Uh, this is another topic I want to talk about: faith and belief. Spirituality. Do you need to 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 to, to have a structure? If that gives you something to believe, in, does that not then counter produce? what spirituality is. Well, because if you believe it's a simulation, there was a relationship in the podcast that if you actually strip it away, it sounds a lot like 
religion and Christianity and a lot of the other fables out there. God creator. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not an atheist if you believe I in didn't simulation. Say I was an <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but you know, then yeah, it's going down that 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 rabbit hole. Yeah. But I guess yeah, what's what what could you do with that, or what are you doing? What are you doing with the information? I'm you curious have? too. With Conrad's question, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Are, me are, personally, yeah. Is this helping you discover other realms of yourself, or, or well, what does help, this do for your life? My curiosity for life in general, sort of just helping me question things, I suppose. So maybe stopping and questioning why this maybe happened, or you know why I'm why I'm here. So, and I'm still working on that, as we all are until the day we die. I think working on because we none of us. And this is the whole thing: nobody knows what consciousness actually is. So suppose arguments like this help you maybe go down a different path of what... what I've, got, I've, got a point, I've, got, I've got a point for you. And I just happened to be coincidentally researching this more because I was going to talk about it, but I thought I'd leave it. What do you mean coincidentally? You didn't, you fuck, didn't, it's didn't, here, man. It's going to go. I didn't plan it. It's fucking here. <laughs> Knowing does not create faith. Unknowing does. Say that again. Knowing does not create faith. Unknowing does. Okay. So if you're going on this search path actually, of you know, knowing... Actually, now that you, you sort of bring that up, or that statement, to me, I suppose it's getting me into a place where you can kind of put everything into your life because you know that you're probably going to... Or you're going to be okay. Like, there is something else. There is something uh, else yeah. a, a, above or For sure. controlling us. So you can kind of put everything into what you, you currently are. And the Buddhists talk about that as, um, you know, everything is one. And as humans, we are just little nodes an expression of that that oneness as as humans and that's all we've got so suppose if you kind of look at it like that it's like oh this is my little chance to to enjoy this part of of whatever existence is so i suppose maybe there but i'm not i mean it's not changed my habits for breakfast or exercise no i, I, mean, and I don't know but but it should have changed something it has i mean i don't it's changed the way I think, like about stuff and thinking. I mean, is all we've really got, isn't it? No, action is all we've really got. Yeah, but you, without action, does not happen without any thought. Action happens through emotion. Through emotion. Yeah. Or emotion, did you say? Emotion, emotions, feeling. Yeah. You don't think feelings. I, don't, I mean, this is where the language again comes into it's it. Fact. What's think? <laughs> It's fact. Nothing's fact. <laughs> Emotions are feelings. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but, you don't think feelings. You feel well, feelings. Think? Define think for me. Define think. Think is where you're neurologically purposely thinking about something. You're purposely going through something. Yeah. You don't purposely want to cry. I mean, you fucking can't. You can't really. You can train yourself to do it, yeah. but it's not a. It's not an emotive action. You're not. Yeah. You know, emotions are feelings. Okay, I pinch him, he'll feel fucking pain. He's not thinking pain, he's yeah, feeling he pain. Feel pain. <laughs> so so actions come from emotions. Yep. May I jump in? <laughs> if you want to speak, bro, I'm happy to listen. Everyone shut the fuck, shut the fuck up. <laughs> the prophet is speaking. <laughs> yeah. He has a prophecy. <laughs> a few weeks back, I listened to a, one of the... Um, interviews on impact theory by a guy called Naveen Jain. Mm -hmm. um, and the biggest point I took out of that is he said, what's the thing that you want to teach the next generation or your children? He said, intellectual curiosity. It's just being curious about how things work, how life works, how situations like this work. Um, 
Yeah, but exactly why, Jacob? Why? Yeah. The <laughs> What's the actual thing that you're trying to do? Let so him speak. I, so I started that. About halfway through listening to Leonardo da Vinci's biography. Um, and that was a big thing I've taken from... Like you're a hyper nerd, mate. You're going down that lane. Yeah. And because I didn't know a lot about his story and who he was, but that's the biggest thing I've taken from it is his curiosity mm. for just how everything worked. He I think a, all creators are, though, right? Yeah, he was He was similar to like a your Elon Musk of today in that he was... <laughs> curious about how the human body works so he went down and took action and dissected human beings and put that into his art he was curious about one of the little notes he made in his book was um describe the tongue of a woodpecker and the guy was like what a bizarre thing to do but by looking into that he worked out all sorts of things about how life works how birds work about engineering and that's why i kind of got interested in this topic it's why a week ago, I was looking into the physics around string theory. It's just, is that going to have a measurable and massive impact on what I'm currently trying to take action towards? Perhaps not, but I believe the brain and the mind is like a muscle. The more you work it, the more you provide yeah. it stimulus. The no, you're coming from a different grow. angle, mate. You're, so for me, this wasn't... Well, have you chosen the angle I'm coming from? Obviously, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. Like You're kind of looking for a, I Will think, you? I think a scientific answer Me? to, to as, as. I'm not looking for a scientific answer. I, I'm I, just I, questioning. No, no, I think the part, curiosity of that. But, my, but, no, my, no, your like, purpose. but why would you question? He questioned for, with purpose. Da Vinci questioned with purpose because he wanted to know and do something with. Mm. You can't argue with that. He did stuff with the information he collected. Which contributed yeah. to the positive shift and movement of, yeah. of humanity and the species in, in summary. A purpose, person. Elon's the same. Elon, I would agree 100%. He's curious, intellectually curious as fuck yeah. and taking the action and, and doing these things. You listen to the Joe Rogan, which is a really interesting episode. Um, it's the same as the Da Vinci. You know, Elon's probably Da Vinci of uh, the modern age. I've never yeah. heard Da Vinci described as an engineer. I've heard inventor, uh, an artist, though. But yeah. I'm, I'm not sure... I'll, Clearly, you was an engineer. Like, this yeah. is interesting, but... Engineer, inventor, almost interchangeable. Okay. If we acknowledge that it's plausible, then what? Yeah, that's that's what I'm 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 curious of. Because if we're going to acquire the knowledge, what are we acquiring knowledge for? Because the only way I this serves... Uh, knowing this knowledge serves me, just reinforces that um, you only have... To, you only have a couple options in your life. Um, you are going to your life is still finite and you've still got the constructs and the constraints of this reality. And then, all right, strip it all away. Well, now or let's maybe, do something do with maybe it. Maybe you can look closer into your current reality. Maybe you're not, maybe you're the, looking at the shadows just now. Maybe you need to look away from the shadows and look somewhere else for something that's already around that you haven't seen. Yeah, yeah, well, here's stop a stop dancing in the nightclub, mate. Look at here's it a, after. Here's when, a bigger question. The shit on the floor. If in our <laughs> lifetime... Technology evolved to a point where you can do what Musk is suggesting, that is download your brain. Mm -hmm. Would you choose to do that and why? Well, a lot of my brain is, as he said, is already kind of... Sure, but if you could purposely download your brain to put into another whatever, would you do it and why? A $27 e-book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an e-book. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's Matt's brain. <laughs> Twenty-seven dollar ebook. 
Maybe it was like people when uh, there was a big, not not craze, but about ten years ago or so with the placenta and the um, stem cells to mm -hmm. keep that from your baby. Like nobody knew why, but it was like the option was there to do it. So I think if the option was there and had the money, probably yes. Yeah. What? I think so. Why? Exactly. I don't really know, but it sounds like a, a fairly good option if you want to preserve whoever you are maybe well it could be a collection of memories it could be uh, obviously for some, what reason i mean and, for your children, well it depends that could be that could be for your children or you know as a, as a legacy piece or maybe there's some information within that that you could go down the big data route and once you've got hundreds of people you know their their brains put together you could collate that and and find Create the real mastermind that's already, that, uh, that's already happening, that Polly Hill was talking about. I mean, big data. And, I mean, Google have well, it certain... is, but not 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 from within our brain, but within no, no, no. within certain things like you know traffic and, and and many other areas. But I think where you're coming, Conrad, is like, all right, take a self reflection. If your brain was to be downloaded, why? And I guess it comes back. Or I feel like I'm looping. You're looping almost back to that, a little bit of that service track as well. Because like, a floppy disk, by the way, here for your brain. <laughs> floppy <laughs> disk. I've got a pill for that. What, which size, Mike? Because <laughs> yeah. um, I know you always kind of reference back to Gary V, but Gary's actually doing this. That's the point he does the vlogs. He's acknowledged that. He's actually trying to download. Um, that's why everything's legacy recorded. Stuff, his legacy for his kids to watch, to go, fuck, that's the work that and went into And his kids' it. kids and his kids' kids' yeah, kids. He yeah, he acknowledges yeah. that. So yeah. he's kind of doing that in the, with the current Technology, almost yeah. – um, primitive technology we have yeah. today he's using that in that methodology and I guess the why he's very clear on his why going back to where we're going with the eulogy he knows his eulogy he knows why he's recording it and every action he takes every day is influencing that because he knows he's being watched and he's going to be watched and he knows what he wants in his which is, eulogy which is what I was trying to understand with what Mike is doing because yeah. if it's something significant that you know you that this information coming to you which is significant information right it, yeah. You're challenging the construct of the world that everyone that would, is here yeah, yeah. or listening to you or around you lives in. I'm still in the learning phase of that. I'm still in the just like... Pull the pin on it, mate. But pull it, oh, you're no, you're no, a no, living, I'm breathing just... example of, of whatever the outcome is, of whatever stimulus you want to throw into this, right? Yeah. I mean, and so if you're going to believe in that... Well, test... I think I need to put myself into a space where I'm thinking about these sort of things to push myself. What are you searching I... for, though? Why? Just, I don't know, man. <laughs> But knowing that this could be a simulation, Matrix or otherwise, what does it mean? Yeah. What I does think... it mean to you? <laughs> well, Justin touched on something before. is the distinction between software and hardware. Is that we talk about consciousness is essentially the software that runs on our biological hardware being the brain and our kind of nervous system. It's a good like like iOS runs on... Our phone, our consciousness, our brain, yeah, our, thinking, I'm ICF. our dreams essentially runs on a biological <laughs> hardware or like kind of operating system. And that's this sort of philosophy of mind that is one of the assumptions of the, the piece we're talking about today is that if it's simply software that's just run on a like biological hardware, then it can be something that we can run instead on computer once we have the technology to realize how that works the reason i think to download your consciousness or download your brain is to escape and um, supersede the limitations we have of our biological self at the current life expectancy is say 100 years 
And if you look at someone like Gary Vee... 83 for men and 86 for women. Sorry, 100 is probably ambitious. It's probably <laughs> potentially what we'll live to. Um, however, if you could get to the end of your 70, 80 years, download that consciousness and then plug it back into a 20-year-old kind of physically fit, ready to go for another 60 years body, then it gives you another 60 years to continue that legacy. If you think of the financial impact of compounding interest, if you think of the way that Gary Vee is trying to progressively grow his empire to buy the jets, if you could say, we'll download you into a thing, we'll give you 20 more years to get X, X billions to buy the jets, he'd do it. So that's one reason is to continue to exceed your legacy and to push it further, um, especially if you... But if, if you're, you're a Hindu, it happens time. anyway. Yeah, but do you wake up and go, oh, cool, I've got the knowledge from yesterday and let's just crack on and continue? But they believe that, they believe that happens with the Dalai Lama, right? They yeah. believe the Dalai Lama is reborn. And they test that through testing his knowledge about things the Dalai Lama of the previous Dalai Lama has gone through. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty fucking freaky thing. Then why do you download if, they, if this religious belief system always already believes the fucking matrix exists? And, and and even then going a step further, why would you want you know would you want that extension on life or this and or even going a step further in immortality? Um, yeah. There's that great Netflix show Carbon Carbon. I think it's just called Carbon, which is exactly that. You upload your conscious, it's backed up, and you can essentially immortal. Pops you just um, they call the body the sleeve. Hannah's gone quiet here. He's a he's a newly formed Christian a Catholic. <laughs> are you, are you uh, absolving yourself from this? Otherwise, you're going to go to do. Confession? confession. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't do confession. I um, I does not seem. I confess daily. I, I think you probably need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You have the choice to do whatever you like. And um, my, I guess what I the the point I tried to get across to Mike a few times is that I, I feel like no, no. This, this, is, I, this, this, this is this is therapy for Michael. This is not be the podcast thing, doesn't it? Like, this is this last, is last this is not about you, but about some of my experience in the past. So and I feel for like his experiences. <laughs> Shall we have a long pause? Would that be suitable? I feel like you're looking for a scientific answer still to assist I'm with not the about purpose. Science. I'm not looking for anything okay. scientific. In the past. I feel like I was looking for more rationale and more science to explain things. And I, I'm actually so doing I, the opposite. So I think you have belief potentially and potentially not faith. Look, this is what I'm getting from this. So I'm not, and it's not an attack. I've just, no, I've, no, 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 I've no. felt that similar path. And I think perhaps the faith piece is for me. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm looking no, at I'm this. I'm not looking for faith. Faith in a master programmer. So I'll, I might round this one out by just saying who believes... No, 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 no. Who why believes... don't you keep going? I'm not trying to stop you. No, no, I'm, I'm, just... I'm, no I'm, I'm finished. I believe that's what the, the, one of the, the balances. I, th I think you're wanting to dig deeper into it to try and help explain some areas and, and how you might find a more finite way well, to it's... articulate your purpose. Whereas not, I... no, it's, it's probably deeper than that. It's probably what, exactly what I said at the beginning. Nobody knows what the conscience is yet. No. So questions like this make me think about it differently. And I enjoy that. It's maybe a selfish thing. I enjoy that thought process, the curiosity of it. But, it do, but, maybe... but, but doing nothing with it is what, 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 
Because I reckon I'm doing I, something with it. I'm like for myself, Connor. Is that okay? Like, I mean, I, I'd love to know because I can, how I can do it for you if you want. Yeah, no, but what is it though? I want to know. I'd love to know. Is it just a leisurely experience, like me playing video but if games? You leisurely to it. I mean, that's... But but if like I can play video games, and we're talking the, about the, the construct of life here. The purpose we're challenging the construct of life. Mm. This is not small. I'm not trying to. Solve it for the world. I'm why not? To solve it for myself. <laughs> what, but why would you not want to solve it for the world? Can you think without action, though? What about like theoretical physicists take zero action? It's purely thinking. On but they're still putting out papers, yeah, reinforcing it with they're evidence. They're trying to understand things yeah, but at a level that we can't test. And But that they're entertaining that conversation in a, in a scientific space and pushing yeah. the limits to enable those conversations. I guess the point is, is like, I and am just a mere Michael. Like, <laughs> obviously, obviously, don't have the. the, the but it's, 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 but it's Mike, like, Mike Wright might write this book in yeah, 10 years. $27. We'll be talking about the simple minds in 300 years. Some yeah. new manifestation of it. We'll be, we'll be talking about Mike, and there'll exactly. be a new Mike, with the, and he will have a beard. Yeah, I'll do it But there's nothing wrong with, like, I think, you know, maybe acknowledging that. There's nothing like it's like reading for the sake of reading. You know, are you just do you like enjoying these topics for the sake of enjoying these topics? But what does that mean? No, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's the point. That's what we're asking. I'm not trying to just say what is just saying, are you doing it just to do it? I don't know. Kind of like non fiction versus fiction reading. Is is reading a fictional story any less than a non fiction just because it's not real and you're not gonna like take out your notebook and apply it to your business? Like if you're reading about a an adventurer or a story. Like this is just trying to understand the mm. human experience. And that's okay. But that's what we're asking, you know, Mike, you can't answer that. Whether it's just, are you going down these holes for the pure sake of joy and enjoyment? Well, not joy, or you're curiosity. Looking, curiosity of what? Which comes back to Matt's what, question. You can say of what, of anything. You haven't answered none of our questions. <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry. Mark. Okay, can I can I wind this up? <laughs> just get, you know, I just want to go around the room quickly. And current today, just what you can never go around this room quickly, mate. <laughs> I am because this, this is a one word answer. Today, with what you've learned, and look, we've all had different levels of how much time. Like clearly, I'd say, Mike, you've I'm on the bottom level. I'm, no, a, no, I'm no, very no, fucking like. No, no, no. You're at the top. <laughs> you're just enjoying it. Like, you're at the top level. Like, yeah, you're, you're perusing. Perusing. I think you put the most thought into this. So what I'm saying, based on what we know now, do we believe we're in a simulation or not, Conrad? Yes. Jacob? No. Simulation being the word. I don't like the word. This conversation. You just have to pick away. Yeah, I know, but I just don't like the word. No, I lean towards probably one or two of Of, of those three options. options. So Mike's yes? I'm one. I'm extinct. <laughs> I give up. Well, I'm with you, Mike. We're playing in a Matrix, bro. I want to know what we're doing in this. I think I took the brain pill. <laughs> no, that was shit. Exactly. That was mouse poo. Mouse poo. Okay, JB. JB. Uh, I think it's plausible, but. Why do you think it's plausible, though? I would exactly. leave on maybe... I'd be on Jacob as well. That's not the answer. 
I'll be on Jacob. <laughs> Is that a sex position? Oh, yeah. Not stimulation. We're saying. <laughs> Who would want to be on the prof? <laughs> but one or two, I'm going to challenge myself there and kind of make a decision. Is that... You said no. Oh, you mean... No to the simulation is in no to three, but I'm still sitting on the fence on one or two about whether we get to the point of having the technology to do this or whether we get there and we're like... But that was the, I mean, the whole premise of the thing is that we, you can't, the technology is a given, but that it can happen. Yeah, kind of one is on its own, then two or three is if if we do it or if we don't do it. I'm so, going to go, I'm going to go yes, because I think an AI could, could get to that level eventually. Yeah. If you talk, if you're going to answer the question 10,000 years, sure. Or a billion years. But so what? <laughs> if we yes. are in a simulation. Cool. I'm Batman. You're Batman. You guys are all um, able to see things. I don't, I'm not feeling it right now. So my current answer is I don't believe it. But you put I, your hand under the table. What would I? What would I be? You'd feel it then. I'm on. I'm on the opinion of of so what? Like yes, cool. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I think think it, whatever you want. I, I'm I'm with you, Mike. Like 100. percent I think asking the questions and thinking about it. I think it, it would encourage everyone and and. If that's the message, then I think that's amazing. But I'm with also with Conrad of like, well, what are you going to do with it? Because, I don't know. you know, like um, we are finite. And the only thing I take out of it is like, okay, I need to take some action. My time is limited and I'm going to make the most of this time in this simulation if it is a simulation. And but if it's not a simulation, so fucking way what? to just line straight into Conrad's content. <laughs> so, Conrad, are you ready? Time? We've got time, mate. If they're still listening, they'll continue. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean realistically, who, who would be listening to this still? People, uh, people that are on acid or DMT or something like that. I learned yesterday how to, make, how to make your own ayahuasca. Using acacia bark. No, using acacia bark and vinegar. So if you drive all the way down south, pound on the, on the sides of the road, the acacia trees are all being stripped of their bark because these people are going there stripping DMT, bark and DMT, yeah. yeah, and boiling in vinegar and making DMT. <laughs> well, that's where our friends have been. <laughs> They're gnawing on fucking acacia trees. Anyway, we don't take drugs on the show. Mm-mm. Only whiskey. So whether we're a simulation or not, when we approach the end of our life, or whether we're not, um, what the this is my um, segue into eulogy. Thanks, Jake. I like it. Jacob said more today than he said in the last two podcasts. I'm enjoying three, three. <laughs> okay, eulogies, guys. I mean, I first came across this probably uh, around ten years ago uh, when I was dealing with a friend who was being challenged with. Um, performing at their best. Um, they were trying to qualify for um, an Olympic Games team and they were struggling to connect. They, they had the capacity, had the talent, but they struggled to connect with um, putting it all together on, the, on, the, on any given day. And I came back and said, okay, you know, why don't we start playing for fun again? You know, why did you come to this sport in the first place? What made, what made you come back to this sport every other time during the season? Because um, it's not the hard work. It's not the coach yelling at you that does that, right? There's a lot of other things that make you go back to play. And so when you talk to elite athletes and the ones that have had success, they are still really connected with the why they, they showed up in the first place. But purpose seems to be something that we all have problems with for some reason. 
we have a problem articulating what our purpose is. Not me. You're you're <laughs> <laughs> and there's a technique I came up with a few years. I didn't, I didn't come up with it. I researched it. Um, and it's something that I, I've used with people that do get stuck quite a bit because it puts them right on the precipice of. And I think... Is that I, why you gave it to me before? Like, is that 100%, Michael. Excellent. Thank you. Um, so when people get stuck with their purpose, I take them to, a, to an exercise of writing their own eulogy. For in simulation, writing yourself being downloaded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, 100%. Yeah. If that's how you think it's going to happen, that's what should happen. It's because a tangible version of starting with why or starting beginning with the end in mind. What's well, a vision version, right? I mean, it puts you right in that seat. You know, put yourself on the pedestal and imagine you're speaking from your loved one's perspective and what yep. do you want them to have that's to say? I've found hard with it because I haven't actually done the full process yep. yet and I've always found it hard to which perspective or where do I put myself for it. You so, could put yourself in, in any one of your loved ones, so whoever, everybody, everybody who, apart from whoever, you, yeah, you, whoever you want to deliver your yeah. eulogy. Yeah. I mean, because it's your creation, yeah. right? It's your manifestation, manifestation, it's your vision. Yeah. And to the point where you actually have to see yourself dying. And how do you die? Mm-hmm. You have to see that. Okay. It's, it's, it's not fantastic. It's not a great process. But you have to see that to feel that. Okay. And then you go through the process and, and the process, I mean, it's, the, the process will put, put up on the, the, um, the blog thing. <laughs> the blog. Yeah. The blog. Um, so the first step is imagining your own death, okay? Yep. So putting yourself in that space. Um, the second step is then writing your eulogy. And like I said, pick a person that you would like to deliver it. Mate, fuck, if it's Will Smith, then make it fucking Will Smith. I don't care. But have somebody who, want, who you would want to speak on your behalf. You better fucking outlive him. Who, me? He's only a couple years older than me anyway. No, I said I better. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, so you want to talk about um, what they've accomplished in their Definitely life. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the dude that read out The Alchemist on the audiobook? Oh, Scar, Scar. from Lion King. Is he, is he, is he likely to be around? Jer- Jeremy Irons. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. Or James Earl Jones. He's Darth Vader. So, he so back, so back to that. So you've got to, you've got to discuss what people are going to want to see as value to them and what what they want to talk about. So is the idea here to really look at what you think maybe people think of you or what they've got from you? Yeah, lessons you want to like impart. Even like truth, obviously truthful. Yeah. And... So we talked a couple of episodes back about um, uh, Randy Pash talking at that last lecture, the lessons that he wanted to impart to his children. Mm. Um, and this is the thing. You know, so what are you living your life for? You know, what lessons do you believe you've you've experienced or want to experience and you want to show them? Yeah? I feel like like I'm a, a big fan for the wrong word, but I, I enjoy going to funerals. Not because they're a... <laughs> <laughs> do you know there's a craze about okay. three or four years ago taking selfies at funerals? I don't go to like random funerals. <laughs> but... Just find them popping up. <laughs> Stephanie, can you please? But some people see it as like a mourning of death, whereas it's, I see it as a celebration of life. I often learn more about an individual from their eulogy than I like, especially when it's like a partner's grandfather or a great uncle or something that you really you met in passing a few times. You had that kind of very very shallow level conversation with a few times a year at family gatherings, but then you find out about what their ambitions were when they were eighteen and they came to Australia, the love 
journey they went on when they met their partner and you learn about these exciting like and they become relatable to you they're no longer this 80 year old great aunt they're the 22 year old yeah. kind of farmhand that met the stable boy and it became like your grandparents and and that's kind of an exciting thing is to learn this story and it's you think i would have i wish i'd asked them when they were alive so you could learn the whole story because you're obviously getting a eulogy is very rarely written by the person it's a, a son or a daughter or a friend that writes it it'd be great to hear someone's eulogy while they're still alive and in their words and their story in the way we get a lot of famous people write an autobiography or a biography we know about steve jobs and elon musk now while they're potentially still alive as well but the eulogy is an opportunity for every person to have their story told. It's just a shame that we have to wait until they're gone. Well, you don't. I'm, I'm no, you don't. However, you don't. You don't. You don't. I'm definitely with you there. I've um, I get the same. I have the same response when I go to a funeral. I, I almost, it almost kicks with a bit of motivation at the end as well to just like it, it just reminds you of that finite position, and like and what or infinite could, depending upon what Michael yeah. suggests. Okay, but you 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 look at that as as a, as a marker and you think okay. Am I doing what I should be doing right now? What am I, what shouldn't I be doing? But you're, you're right. And it, this comes down to this documentation process. Um, one thing that I was able to grab a hold of, only I think last year, was a series of just cassette tapes that had come from my well, my uncle and his or, and, and my auntie recording their their grandparents. And they used to, they just put on record at a couple of family events and just ask mm. them, tell me the story about this. Tell me the story about that. And they were incredible to listen to. They were obviously very authentic and very candid and they hadn't thought about it. Um, they just they just started to rattle off these stories and they were probably, I'd say, in their 80s at the time. And that's very powerful. And for that to happen then, we're, going forward from, from this year onwards, we're going to have more and more ability to reflect back. Mm. There's going to be video, audio, photo, you know, written word potentially of of all of our um, relatives and well, of us for our, I guess, our, our legacy, so to speak, which is going to be really exciting because it's quite powerful to, as you say, learn about some of these things that you just had no chance to really understand in depth. Yeah, and if you've got your brain saved on a disc somewhere, Even you've better. got that too. So, I mean, it's like, and that's, I mean, that's the extension of that, isn't it? So yeah. It's progressively yeah. easier to record these stories and journeys as well. Like the biggest thing I've taken away so far from Da Vinci's work is he took, thousands of pages of notes and sketches and drawings of every little thing he invented that never became and they weren't discovered until two three hundred years later at which point people had had to re reinvent and rediscover these things because they weren't passed along the way they are these days at the moment a lot of knowledge is very incremental we're just slowly building like the the new iphones just a slightly better version of the old one we're not radically engineering or developing new things in the way that they were hundreds of years ago and he invented all these great things but his ideas were lost for hundreds of years because the process wasn't available then that is available to us now yeah i mean i had the the privilege of uh writing my um umar's eulogy six months ago um at christmas and that's the first kind of I've been to in a long time. It's the first family like death that we've experienced, and that was quite a yeah an experience. And I took that from the same space of more of a celebration of, of life. And it does get you thinking about yours, and I guess taking action. And um, the podcast that'll be released before this, um, you know, when we had Sam on, 
um, he was lucky to, I mean, he died for, he suggested, you know, he died for a few minutes and um, came out um, with a disability and, and then his take on, on life. Um, and I think the, you know, the Stoics, the Stoics and Ryan Holiday and a few of those obviously reflect on the mortality a lot. And you look at Gary Vee as an example of like everything he does in the back of his head, he's like, I gave you that thing or did that thing for you because I want you to rock up to my funeral. Like I want a thousand or a hundred thousand people at my funeral. You know, it's coming that reverse engineering. It's kind of like he visions out and then works reverse um, engineers back. And I think, you know, you can link it back to, I agree with asking the questions of like, well, yeah, if you were to die tomorrow, what would you want your eulogy to say? Um, And kind of Sam made the statement of like, if you died tomorrow, you served your purpose regardless. Mm. Yeah. here in this planet. He has that belief that yes. if, when you're dead, you're, you, you, whatever you were supposed to have achieved, you, achieve. you, you have achieved. Oh, okay. That's, that's the place you decide. If you, mm. So if you're that's lucky enough to British, be alive now, sort of he's a Christian. Out. He's a Christian. Okay. Um, but if you, if you are alive now, then your life's purpose hasn't been achieved. That's his belief. Yeah. And so, so, so the purpose is to, to, to this is to, is to figure out the, the you know, once you, once you talk about, what your achievements are is then to work backwards from those and start setting yourself some goals uh, and timeframes around those things uh, to put some real urgency into the situation. Sam also talked about, you know, three ways of learning, easy, hard, and obviously traumatic, I think was the word he used. Um, and you know, most of us learn the hard way. Most of us don't learn the easy way, um, although we could indulge and think we'd love to. But some of us have learned through tragedy, Okay. Uh, I did a lot of my learning through tra- tragedy, and I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. But I think so, that's where the biggest lessons come, or the or the most. Imp- but they don't have to. Printed lessons. They come. they don't have to. No, there no. there are there are three ways that we can learn. We can learn easily. We can learn hard ways, or we can learn through tragedy. Um, and this is circumventing tragedy. It's using tragedy to then drive your action. Yes, and, we, he- and we talked about he couldn't visualize that accident, right? Um, but. A lot of us have situations here, you know. What would you What would you do if um, your partner left you? If that's a tragedy to you, how would that make you feel? Is that enough motivation to deliver on the other end? Because I guess that loops back to what you were saying, Jacob. Of like, oh, it's then the regret of I wish I asked those questions while they were alive. And I think the the methodology of like what you're suggesting here, Conrad, is like, okay, if they were to leave, what sh- what wish what would I wish I did in the moment of the relationship if yeah. you're going to go down? So that that's right. micro yeah. that micro path, which yeah. you could take on act today, which is almost a bit of gratitude, but that's also flipping it back to, to gratitude. Yeah. And, and even if you are in a simulation, it's like, I'm here now yeah. doing this in this moment. Be grateful now. Um, do that now. You know, do that. And I definitely acknowledge a lack of sense of urgency. And I think without our own mortality, you know, humans, would we actually ever achieve and do anything, um, you know, looping it back to the other element too, because um, I think facing that, and I don't do it enough. I haven't personally written my eulogy. I know, Conrad, in the early days, you've asked me to, to write it down. And um, even Sam suggested he's got a 2030 vision, and I definitely don't have a 2030 vision. I may have two, maybe two to five-ish years, but I definitely don't have 40 to 50 years. And um, I remember, Jacob, you asked Tash, what does the next 40 years look like for you? And she went through, um, you know, her cancer um, scare. And obviously that's a tragedy, tragedy moment, number three, um, which flips the whole perspective on, on life. Um, and uh, that she still couldn't answer um, that either, which is, which is crazy. Um, but the energy that comes out of these people who really acknowledge 
either their eulogy or their vision. Um, we've all experienced it around people who I think are very conscious of it. They do have more energy um, yeah. than yeah, than their the fire average. is massive. Yeah, I think it's, the longer someone can project forward, but still have clarity in that future. The, the more energy they've got in the present. Like if you look at someone like Elon Musk, who's looking yeah. at oh, yeah. 2050, landing on colonizing Mars. Like he's got... Did you go to 2050? I thought it was 2025. Well, how did he wrap... He wrapped yeah. out that podcast with so much positivity, even though he comes across a little bit like almost the opposite, but he's still it. got such a positive outlook, mm. an optimistic outlook. he was looking at like beyond... His vision goes beyond his lifetime. It's, I want to lay the foundations for future of humanity multi-planetary and then he's gone backwards and gone cool we need to have colonization on mars we need to have and his impact and his component of that and his goal and his plan is going to be spacex because um, his business his vision is massive it's, it's yeah. massive it's big enough to drive you there and then fall backwards right and you know going through the exercise like even my vision for, for inspired money was to impact all australians now that's what's driven me to do what I did. Now, nobody I know from a small space here, from a financial planning place with three advisors, think they can impact Australia. But you can. But I think we should also put a caveat on that, that your life vision can also be, we talked about this in one of the podcasts, can be smaller scale. And it can be For sure. Like, it can be anything you want it to be. But I think that's the purpose of writing a eulogy of like my grandma died knowing that she was happy like prior through yeah. her cancer experience because of just the family network and the structure of that. And they were, you know, her and my opa had a great relationship and they were humble and that's all they needed. Yeah. Um, so she satisfied her vision yeah. and her purpose um, throughout her lifetime. Um, you know, and so I, I think just to maybe caveat the, the, the no, large vision that we talk about. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the power of probably doing this exercise or even just thinking about it and contemplating it um, is, is, is hugely beneficial. Yeah, I mean, you could write your eulogy and it could be was a mother of two, stayed at home and raised two great children. They've gone on to do this, this and this. They enjoyed playing squash on the weekends and had three cats and <laughs> and as long as you're right if you can write that and be like i'm perfectly okay with that then you reverse engineer it and go cool my goal is to i'm going to and especially the point four take action thanks for introducing that say, what, i was going to say thanks so for take action go for it buddy what's the yeah. goal of it in the end like an action plan because you're then not going to spend 60 hours a week working in a job you don't enjoy if that's your end goal the action will be spend time be in the moment travel with your family and go all in on that as long as you know what you're trying to achieve you work backwards and go what are the steps and then you take the deliberate like a great business plan right keep coming back to it yeah have you delivered it no why not change it iterate it move on but take steps and you also eulogy is like the the conclusion or the like executive summary of a business plan but for your life I'd, I'd say it's a business plan bro yeah $27 on conradfrances.com <laughs> for some of us like, well most of us don't even have a damn will because we, we, yeah. we, we fear mortality that much I, I'm the opposite mm-hmm. is that like I I don't fear more well, perhaps I do I don't fear mortality as much as I don't give it enough respect 
don't have a will sure. because I don't think that's something that's going to happen to me. <laughs> uh, obviously, it will. It'll catch up with me one day. But well, I that's think just ignorance then, right? I'll be. I see death as when I'm 90, not when I'm 29. And that could be drastically wrong and it could fuck shit up for me. But, but I think but it's risk um, mitigation. But anyway. I think that's, uh, I think Matt, you had something as well, but just to add on there, I think that's the importance of writing a eulogy because what if it wasn't 90, it was 40? Because the outcome's still the same because the age yeah. is not the matter, the achievement and, mm. and the, the impact that you have to the individual. Or at least the, trying to get there. Or trying to get there, which yeah. is the journey, it doesn't matter. You know, so like whether I think that is probably uh, deserving you by pushing it out to I'm going to live till 90 because there's no sense of urgency. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm saying this for my own benefit, too, of like I think by writing the eulogy in terms of a, 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 maybe an achievement or an impact uh, or a serving piece, mm-hmm. which we've been talking a lot lately, which I've really been enjoying. Um, that that's the out, uh, like, you know, that's the influence. And so therefore, it doesn't matter whether you live till tomorrow or you live till um kind of 90 because if you're taking actions and steps towards that eulogy for tomorrow the actions you took today or tomorrow took you a step forward so therefore you actually achieved your eulogy regardless yeah is it parkinson's law that says that a task will will fill the space you give it and if, if you give a lifetime for your legacy then you'll you'll take it and you'll fill it whereas if you go i've got to achieve that legacy but in 10 years or one year and i'm guilty of like which is that whole of like oh i'll start that thing on monday yeah (laughs) i've got time especially when you're a business owner like we all are and and i'm guilty of no one's there kind of going the due date for this assignment is 4 p.m on a friday we just know we can drag it out a little bit oh we'll get those leads tomorrow but it's the due dates the pressure and the deadlines that actually Mm -hmm. allow you to push through yeah and you talked about that the other day conrad the action part of it it's not about the motivation. It's not about anything, any of the fluffy stuff around it. It's that not inspiration, not motivation. It's taking action. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's one thing. Confi- confidence, confidence cannot happen without action. Yeah. So people saying, oh, I'm, not, I'm not confident. I'm confident. Well, take some steps. And that action is karma. Action is that um, inertia moving forward. Yeah, it's moving. Yeah, yeah. Making that groove in the, in the universe, whatever you want to call it. And that's what, yeah. In the simulation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, just a, yeah, no, we'll just sure, jump in. Uh, you, we've moved on a little bit, but just um, you, you sort of jumped in and brought up serving, and I think that's a big part of you even mentioned with obviously your grandma. I'm not sure exactly the, the love name or Uma 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 Uma. So German German. So you mentioned you mentioned that, but who do you serve? And and something that um, a memory that was triggered for me is when I was first travelling through Europe, and I, you know, you go and look at these amazing buildings and. You, you might look at a church and you, there was five or six or seven architects that worked on that building as it was being built. And architect number two, three, four, and, and many other people through that entire process, they would have known and devoted their entire life to that, not expecting to probably have ever seen the end result or final achievement. But they've just made the decision to, and knew that their purpose was to serve that outcome on the way through. Oh, I they think, would have seen the final result, but they wouldn't have seen it physically. No, not physically. Yeah. But that, you know, that, and that's what I, we don't have to achieve something necessarily. Yeah, we just have to work usually, out who we're serving. Because usually, and, and this happens a lot, right? If you don't get to finish what it is you started, you, you know, God bless legacy, someone else picks it up. And that's not a bad thing. No. No. 
it's actually the continuum that you really want. The energy's been pushed that yeah. way and somebody else has, has gone with it. Yeah. I guess that comes back to um, Randy about the lessons that he wants to impart because he didn't necessarily... Uh, could be wrong because you don't even necessarily need to pass on a vision because you can pass on the lessons which will enable them to live a better life and to execute on a better life as well. So on the architect, I was at the Sagrada in Spain, which is something that... Amazing um, piece of architecture. Oh, it's just for not like my I've not seen it physically. Like, I've seen it in pictures. The energy like there is Who was crazy. the architect? Um, it eludes me. Oh. He was killed before it was finished. <laughs> Yeah, he was, and he only built like one facade. And you look at the picture, Gaudi, um, Gaudi, Gaudi, Gaudi. Yeah. Gaudi. He was in that book, The Origin. Yeah. Mm. Oh, really? So yeah. I went there recently, like three weeks ago, and um, that was just a phenomenal experience. And to see his vision carried out with small adjustments here or there, um, and his iteration process. But I guess as well on the legacy piece, you know, it's even just the teachings or the the influence or the impact. And in... tiny things. Tiny things can make that little bit of influence. Like one little glance at somebody in a hello to somebody yeah. walking past. You never know what that ripple can do. So, so have you written yours, Conrad? I've written several. Several? Yeah. Different um, versions? Um, I wouldn't ask, actually. I was gonna, sorry? I was going to ask you how you died in, in a... In a few. Uh, like, how did you approach that part of it? I, I, at the moment, I'm sitting with a heart attack. That's how I passed away, uh, in my sleep. And when you, because lack you of the narrow window. You don't sleep, Bill Conrad. Uh, it's a narrow window. Um, it's probably the way I would prefer to die. To tell you okay. the truth, that's interesting. Yeah, statistically, it's more likely while you're awake. But I'm not a statistic that plays with it. I, I, more statistically, with how much I, you're I awake. play in the He's, the, he's the one percenter. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's where it is at the moment for and me. Do you actually? I mean, and I've video, I video. I have video recorded the, the the latest ones. The first video I've done of of the eulogy. Yeah, I thought you meant of you having a heart attack. And how has that evolved over time? How's from it evolved? your first eulogy to your perhaps most recent? Probably just broader broadened the impact largely. Um, there's not a lot of change from from what it is I'm wanting to do as opposed to how many people I want to have an impact on. When so do you that, feel you need to change it again? Like, what's the just intuition? Yeah. Okay. So is that challenging yourself? Of like, yeah, that that, and then that wrapping into that self belief through recent achievements of like, actually, it could be bigger. Yep. Let's go bigger. Yep. Has anyone else thought about it, or have the larger? Because it wraps into, I guess, your purpose, right? One hundred percent, and it, but it makes it very hard for anyone to really. Knock me off my my journey. You know, and you're like, on a solid journey. You are. No, <laughs> oh, you for are. sure. Serious. No, seriously. Yeah. Uh, I, and can my, feel, I can feel that. And then that's the thing. You know, I, I, I believe whatever the time frame that, that might evolve within, um, I, I don't care. I don't care what the time frame is. It's just I have to be moving forward. And be a your eulogy was required next week. Yep. What would it look like? Would you be? Would you read it and be like, "I'm happy with that"? Right now, yeah, yeah. Fuck oath. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ahead of the game at the moment. Yeah. I can I can see that. Conrad, loving father, friend to many, man of action. <laughs> That's Batman, it. Batman. <laughs> 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 yeah, and it's fun, man. But this is the thing: it's it's to me when we talk this shit, it, it, it's confronting. But fuck, I can't. I get goosebumps telling you this stuff. 
This shit gives you purpose. Mm. Yeah. It really does. You guys all know when you started the business, the excitement of planning, where's it going to be? What's it going to look like? Who are we going to impact? Like writing that plan out. I'm a little bit excited about perhaps looking at the equivalent of for my life as well. So like business is for many or for should be for everyone an extension or an arm of your or life or a reflection of who you are and it's a tool, it's a tool for you to be the better version of you yeah that's all it is it's just that's a, tool. a component of it the whole your life yeah is an even bigger piece to unlock um and i know a lot of the questions we commenced with today is michael your process of understanding where you fit into the universe what your purpose is here how what the future looks like for humanity and there's a curiosity around that 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 i share and i enjoy finding more about um and if you get to the end of the journey and you simply say michael was a curious man who wanted to know more about where he fit into the world like as long, I'd as long okay he doesn't go down the path of the wajowski sisters i'd be okay with that be curious why, girl then um, i've written my eulogy it just says why is it read by Connor? <laughs> yeah, just Conrad. Just Conrad. Yeah. Have you done this exercise? I've attempted it. A been quiet. Times. I've attempted it a couple of times, but not seen it right the way through. Where are you at now? With oh, it's been a massive journey for you. No, I mean, no, no, no. It, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's been um, no distract. You're a little bit further in life than a couple of us as well, and it's a massive exercise. And obviously, with the awareness of this group, you've been challenged big time on this. And I think a lot of people um, who are old, you know, further in the journey of life. He did say old. I did say old. <laughs> this is what he said. Oh much, yeah. You are old. Well, I'm actually older than you, Michael, so yeah. I'm getting massively offended right now. <laughs> but my point is, is that um, I'm, actually, I'm very grateful that yeah. we're being aware of this at such an early age. And I think a lot of and people a big leave thing it. with me is that I was probably asleep. I've had a great life. Yep. Absolutely no question whatsoever. Um, I've had a, a brilliant life and I'm blessed to have the kids, my wife, and friends like you guys around me. But I've been asleep a lot of the time in my life in regards to seeing the bigger picture. So that's the journey I'm on just now. And I don't, I don't actually know. I mean, and I, I journaled this the other day. You know, self-judgment is one of the hardest and most toxic things to do. Self-reflection is fantastic. Self-judgment's tough. I'm not judging that I've been a, a bad person. or No, or, no. Or but done. even to say, I mean... Acknowledge, I get, you can acknowledge your shit as long as it's not negative in the sense that um, you wish it didn't happen because it no, fucking no, happened. Not, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm forever grateful for the yeah. life I've had so far and I'm enjoying the, the, the learning at this age, which you guys, well, Matt, you're what, 10 oh, years younger, yeah. you're in the middle. But I mean, Jacob, Marco, Well, statistically, Justin, you and I are past halfway through our life, mate. Statistically, yes. we're on the downward slide. We, we are. Our cells are slowly yeah. dying. Yes, they are. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm stoked to be thinking about stuff like this just now at my age and, and having a new lease of life because of thinking like this. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Like, I'm just really excited to be yeah, cool. being 27 again, or like think maybe thinking I am or knowing that there's a massive amount of time still left. So I, I don't know. It's, and that's what I love about this group is the, the diversity in age. Um, in race, Conrad. Um, and no, that's what I really do. It's, it's something that has, has gelled for me over my last few years is just like, 
man, it doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter, actually. No. Age doesn't matter. Um, and I'm searching for my why. Of course I am. And I think we all are. I think, Conrad, you're a lot further ahead. Um, but it, it, it does evolve, guys. This, uh, this is the reason why it's interesting to start, because it's not final. Your, your purpose today is not finite. And that's what, with the simulation theory, thinking about that is that it isn't finite. There's, there's, who knows what it is? We don't know what it is. And that's the sort of question I like, and knowing that, and maybe that's the, the thing that is driving me forward. Um, but it's what fuels me, right? This stuff fuels me. The actions and what the outcomes are, they fuel me. It's, that's the dopamine hits I'm chasing, is kicking those things. Yeah. The action part I'm learning, that's the thing, that at your age, man, that action um, lesson is like freaking gold. Like, and it's very hard with like I'm trying to do the same as Sam, my son, and, and Emma, but they're teenagers. But, the, but the young age also pro, provides the challenge of I've got the time to do. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, that's the thing. When you get to our age, you do start. The reflection is, must be in, built in us to reflect back on, on what's been happening. So to have that sort of more mature knowledge at your, at your age is, is, yeah, man, use it. <laughs> use it wisely. Because I think there was, I don't know where I got this from, because when I was in Europe, I did a lot of digesting of content. And, um, and digesting of food and wine. I yeah, suspect. and taking in Galdi's uh, life works. And um, I don't know where I got this, but it's, it goes, you know, the haven't, because life is about figuring it out, stuffing it up, failing and suffering. Um, learn to love to fail. Don't dwell on it. Um, I've messed up and continue to mess so many things up. But I know I'll figure it out and continue on. If you haven't figured it out, it doesn't matter. It's the journey and the process. If you say you tried, that's all that matters. And I think that's the most important line, which is the action piece. To say that at least you tried is all that matters. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty, um, pretty, is this your pretty journey? powerful. Is this your, your no, this isn't, um, this isn't my own thinking. I, okay. I, um, I have, unfortunately, I haven't got the source here, um, which I need to learn to get better at um, when <laughs> writing these notes. Um, it would have been from one of the impact theory um, uh, But isn't that grass exactly what well? we're talking about? Somebody yeah. said something. You don't know who it is. It doesn't matter. But no. there's a, a lesson in there. So. Yeah, and um, it, it's just... I think the action piece, which Conrad, obviously you're very big on love late and uh, there's probably a massive frustration in your life uh, around a lot of elements that we're aware of. Yeah, but, and I think even Matt and I were talking about it prior to the to the podcast and, and for me that's been highlighted strongly this week even with the um, conversation we with, with Sam, which if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go check it out. Um, you know, it, it's taking action in those moments, no matter what, and you don't necessarily have tomorrow, you don't necessarily have next week, you don't have next year. Um, at least saying that you gave it a shot. Um, because being surrounded by someone who has faced those things really gives you an energy boost to go, fuck, I've got to sort my shit out. The biggest thing I got from Sam is if you're still here and you're alive, you've got something left to achieve. There's a purpose there. Well says you've still got an impact. He, he feels deeply and believes that circumstances could have had him die in that accident however he's still here and he made the comparison to his uh, youngest brother who passed away from cancer when he was in his early 20s he said he's his journey is finished and he's achieved everything he was here to achieve and he's whereas i'm still alive i'm still here and i've still got something and he talks about taking action 
being deliberate, being okay with where you're at, but also be be curious and be longing for what's next. Be bold. Well. Be bold, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I think we'll probably wrap it up there, guys. But uh, an interesting uh, episode and a little different <laughs> in conversation. But uh, for those of you uh, still Ooh, listening, <laughs> we're, we're about to move into an interesting conversation I'm saw right now. But, get uh, the guys to leave us a comment of if they think they're living in a simulation. Or not. I, I would love, we would love to find <laughs> that out. Fill me, it must be. Or ask Mike is why. If you want to ask Mike is why. Yeah, if you get it at Mike, yeah. If you get it at Mike, we'll pay you for it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please uh, share, like, review, do all those things for us. We uh, we enjoy putting this show together um, for you, but uh, we we you know we want to make it the best for you. So let us know what you want us to talk about. Um, you know, just let us know if you think we're in a simulation. So until next time, Jets. Champagne.